0: to the podcast dbsg which stands for discipleship bible study group i am rob brother rob as you can call me uh we also have brother frederick and tiffany with us today how are you doing and today we're going to look at the who why and when of donald trump through a perspective of faith so brother fred how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great doing great brother rob and uh thank you for hosting today um the dbsg the discipleship bible study group is um our way of getting god's information out there uh using his word from the bible uh to educate people using several different platforms we use science psychology we use space we use tech we use a lot of different things that are in our world today to explain uh, things for the common man so that you don't have to be afraid of who God is because he wants you to love him. And if you fear him, it's fear out of love and admiration. So a lot of people don't believe in the Bible at all. So let's talk about science then. Let's talk about psychology. People do believe in those things. And in my opinion, from what we've seen in our previous studies, those two things complement the word of God in many, many ways. So you already asked the question, or what we're gonna topic of discussion for today, the who, the why, and the when of uh, of Donald Trump. So this is a very
0: interesting question. You know, as we look at Donald Trump before, during, and after his presidency, you know, one aspect that has definitely been on many different perspectives has been viewing his administration and his presence through faith. You know, we've had perspectives where we've seen preachers and congregants, you know, debate about his authenticity when it comes to being a Christian. However, on our podcast, we look at things through a Christian lens, as well as using science and technology, like you mentioned. So it will definitely be something different in terms of the analysis of Donald Trump that you haven't heard before in other places. So uh, brother Fred, who is Donald Trump?
1: who is donald trump one donald trump born june 14 1946 he is 74 years old um he was born in queens new york he's a new york product new york boy all the way he was born into wealthy uh, parents he's had a very posh life he's a highly intelligent uh, individual uh was was interesting about um about Donald Trump is he was he grew up in a uh, church a real church and when I say real it's, it's a church that has some strong roots to it they, they taught real um, things about about God and Jesus but at the same time by the time he was adult i mean he would leave church and later that evening he'd be in, in a strip club watching strippers have a good time so there was a duality to him just like there's a duality to anyone else right and these are words coming from his mouth what i just mentioned so i'm not spreading any slander or anything else these are things that he said he used to do when he was growing up as a younger man what i find kind of interesting about him is uh mr trump has told 23 thousand false or misleading claims that he has made now some of those are repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again uh some of those things are obviously unique unto themselves and you know what's so interesting is who has time to sit around and tabulate how many lives donald trump has had this is a person that probably needs to find something else to do with their time but I, I do find it kind of interesting, and when I talk to a lot of people who are big fans of Donald Trump, you know, they all bring up some interesting points. Everyone lies. Well, that's true, that's true. Outside of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, everybody has lied. Everybody is a liar, everybody is a sinner. So we're not, you know, when I, when I talk about um, Donald Trump, I want, I want the listener to understand I have no ill will towards Donald Trump. I moved to New York in uh, 20, 2007, and I've been here for a long time now, This is, it's 2021, and I'm a big fan of anything from New York. I love everything about New York, so that means I love Donald Trump too, and I do, I respect him, I think he's a brilliant man, but he's on a an agenda right now, an agenda that's different from Totally, Not totally, but he has his own personal agenda, but he's also done some things that God wanted him to do. So let's go into the who a little bit more. If you take Donald Trump and put, him, put his name into the uh, Jewish gematria, and for you listeners, the gematria is basically every uh, word in the Jewish language has a symbol or a number affiliated with it. So when I put Donald Trump into the um, Gematria, what it comes up with is God's Illuminated. Now, you say, okay, that's a good thing, God's Illuminated. That would be like an angel. But it also says under that same uh, headings, uh, Illuminati's of God. So he represents both sides of the coin. He represents god the godhead an angel of god but he also represents man's passions as well and i would not be surprised if he's not part of the illuminati i mean i haven't proven that but I, you know you can't become president of the united states without being a mason everybody knows that let's just throw that out there so we can get that out of the way right now you can go uh, listener research it for yourself every president has to become a mason and, and am i right about that rob from what, what you've learned
0: yeah uh, you know, some people think that you know there's uh it's definitely something to chew on you know so, so another
1: thing in the gamatria for donald trump that i pulled out is first horseman first horseman so the first horseman if you, if you remember the four horsemen of the apocalypse the first horseman is a conqueror with a bow and a crown that rides on a white horse to symbolize christ or the antichrist hmm, there's that duality once again now if you take his scottish name because i do believe he has scottish roots and you look up either Donald or Don Drump. D-R-U-M-P-F. If you throw that into the Gematria, Don Drump, you come up with some interesting things. Like a thief in the night. That's one of the things that came out of the Gematria. Demonic entities. I plan demon nation. Illumination. Illuminatin. Excuse me. Illuminatin and the demonic religion that's not
0: good <laughs> that's an interesting mix you know especially yeah. with his roots you know his uh, father is german and his mother is Scottish and so wow. you know I'm, I'm wondering you know where in germany if that ties into you know some of the uh, names that you came up with you know and i'm not sure the-
1: i'm not sure when they got the name turned from drump into trump
0: but, i think it was i think when they came to america they changed it basically to trump it was okay. definitely Trump, you know when they were in germany i don't think they were ever Trumps in germany you know they just came over here and you know somebody wrote their name down and they had a new name
1: <laughs> but i i do believe that and this is what happened to the um church and how donald trump rose into power but before i do that for all those people who feel that oh the gematria is not real and it doesn't you know say who you really are or what's going on with you in your life or whatever else let me throw some other things at you i threw my full name into it and it came back with with several things one of which was harbinger of doom which is basically like a prophet and uh, okay. we've been doing a lot of that <laughs> since we started the DBSG. And I threw your two names into it, Rob, Brother oh, yeah. Rob, Sister Tiffany. And what it says for you, brother Rob, it says the Jesus coding. Oh okay. And we'll we'll talk offline about what that might mean. Uh, it it definitely yeah. <laughs> things that make you go, hmm.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> it also says a man of wisdom, which you're definitely that. Oh, <laughs> And this last one I found kind of interesting. The trumpet shall sound. Oh wow. Oh, that's really Which,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Miss Tiffany, Sister Tiffany here. King James Bible. Really? Yeah. Just in there.
0: <laughs> that's very specific.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like the second one even better. I am the second coming of Christ. Wow.
2: That's
1: And this last one is even got a lot
2: of
1: them, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it says on the last one here, it says, You found the lion and lamb. Mm. Oh, wow. And if you remember when Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, first came here, mm-hmm. he came here as the lamb. Right. He came here as the lamb. He came here basically. You know, to fulfill God's destiny for man uh, to give his life for us to as a remission of all our sins and those who believe in him and believe in the sacrifice that God made by putting his son on the cross. And dying for our sins that we will be spared right the death, our own death, and uh, you know descent into Hades hell so that is the lamb, but when he comes back the second time, he's coming as the lion, and that's all over the Bible. You can see that. So, I, I kind of like it says, You found the lion and the lamb.
0: Now, for our listeners, if they're interested in learning what their names mean, is there a website or a place that they can either Google or research or just look up, you know, oh, to see? I, uh, you know, if they want to participate in a the main Absolutely.
1: Game. <laughs> yes. Just just go on and t- uh, type in Jewish gematria calculator.
0: Okay. So Jewish gematria calculator. Yep. Everyone. All right.
1: And it'll pop up, and you could put any words in there, names in there, and it'll give you uh, the interpretation. It's going to break it down into a, a number sequencing first, and those all those numbers in the Jewish language have certain meanings, and then as you can see, the words affiliated with that. Uh, this, you know, sometimes it, it could be three or four words. Sometimes it may be a, a full sentence. So it, it depends on how much, you know, how many numbers you put in or how long the, the word is or names you, that you put in. So it's I find it to be pretty enlightening because it's held, held true on so many levels. And when you look at Donald Trump, you see a duality in him, a person who is is highly charismatic, highly intelligent. Um, you, he he's extremely loyal to people who love and, and admonish him, admire him. But he's the polar opposite of people who, who are not in his camp and on his side. So to me, that's that's the duality of, of a man uh, as far as who he is. So
0: Yeah, that's definitely an interesting take. When you look at those names, you know, that you uh, drew for him. You know, was that the only thing that you came away with that duality, or was there uh, more? You know, to him that.
1: Oh, it's it's a whole lot more that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's good, some of it's not so good. What I what I find with most people, like when I put your two names in the gematria, you know, it was probably ninety five percent good. But with right. him, and, and my name, but with him. I find it to be almost 50 50 half of it is good and half of it is bad. And that's not good. So, you know, and then people say, Oh, this is symbology and this and that, and this and that. And we're, we're going to go into different, uh, lessons where we're going to talk about the symbolism that's written all over the Bible and coding and the Bible code and, and things like that. So Donald. some more information about Donald Trump, and this is getting into the, why of Donald Trump. So why was Donald Trump brought into office by God? So let's let's just stick with the uh, game plan that, you know, the churches who said, this is our guy, this is the man we want. He's gonna represent us in Washington, DC. He's gonna do some great things for our country and basically put America back on the map as being a, a very sovereign religious nation But in doing so, what they did is they got away from their Bibles, they got away from the Gospel, they got away from uh, God's truth, and they looked to man to solve their issues. So the big mega churches in the Midwest who have a lot of political power, right? um, Basically, he married up with them and said, hey, if you put me in office, I'm going to do some great things for you because what they were concerned about at the time was overturning Roe versus Wade and dealing with um, uh, several other issues um, like same-sex marriage and things like that that's what they were concerned about these churches so they said well he said well I'll you know I'll help you with those things when um, when I get into office so They more or less sold their soul to this gentleman, and here we go. So God said, okay, you want them, you got them." But God, who, and we've talked about this plenty of times, you have to understand who and what God is. God is a a being that lives outside of time that has never learned anything. You can never outthink God, no more than God trick god you can't you can't do any of that you cannot think God. you'll never be wiser than him you'll never know more than him you you won't be able to see the future the way he sees it if at all so for donald trump to be in office and do some of the things he's done to this nation and we're going to go over some some of what those things are you know, some people may look at it and say, oh my gosh, that is horrible. Who would do stuff like that? And you would be right in saying that. But on the opposite side of things, based on what I just said, everything that occurs, no matter how bad and insidious and nasty and horrible that it looks, works out for the greater good of God. That's that, once again, that duality of of, a Donald Trump, who's serving himself, but at the same time, he's doing things that god wanted him to do so we talked about it in the beginning about um, how the dbsg likes to use science and psychology so let's get into a little bit of the science and psychology surrounding donald trump because i don't subscribe to coincidence when i see things happening not just not just once but on multiple levels then i know god is behind it and god uses a lot of numerology a lot of numbers throughout the bible to show he, it's basically breadcrumbs he's dropped for us in our day and age to be able to see certain things that are about to happen leading up to some major, major events that we're going to talk about in, in a little bit here. So, going back to Donald Trump, um, he is considered by many people in religion to be a modern day King Cyrus. I'm not sure. Do you two know anything about King Cyrus, about who, who he is and what, what, he, what he
0: was up to? Um, just generally, but, you know, I can't say I recall him with, you know, specificity. So uh, you might want to enlighten our listeners as well about, you know, how that parallel emerges.
1: Well, Cyrus the Great in the Bible. Cyrus the Great uh, lived anywhere from 576 to 530 B.C., and he figures in the hebrew bible as the patron and deliverer of the jews he is mentioned 23 times by name and alluded to several times more according to the bible king cyrus the great king of persia was the monarch under whom the babylonian captivity ended in the first year of his reign he was prompted by god to decree that the temple in jerusalem should be rebuilt and that such jews uh, as care to might return to their land for this purpose. So God was using King Cyrus to basically help the Jews get back onto their land, which is a holy, holy, holy event that was sponsored and decreed by God. And even though he wasn't a Jew himself, he was, I basically you could basically call him a, a bad guy in, in a way, um because he he was a very cocky something uh as far as how he looked at things he was not a (laughs) he he was you're gonna see some uh comparisons between him and trump i'm just gonna read this one thing this is from ezra one uh chapter one verse two thus says cyrus king of persia all the kingdoms of the earth the lord gave of heaven has given me and he has commanded me to build him a house which is in judah now it goes on to to isaiah 45 1 through 3 Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. He said, I will go before you and make crooked places straight. I will break in pieces, pieces the gate of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches and secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, call you by your name. So... He used King Cyrus to his greatness. God used King Cyrus and King Cyrus was not a, a good guy. He was, he, was not a, he was not a Jew and he, he was not a good guy, but God used him for his own benefit. Now there's a parallelism with Cyrus, President Truman and Donald Trump. And now I'm gonna <clears throat> go over what that parallelism is. I'm gonna tie everything together for you.
0: That's an interesting trio.
1: Yeah. Now you have to look at the numbers behind this. The number 70 is corresponded to those three individuals. The number 70 is made up of two numbers in the Bible. It represents the the number of perfection, which is seven, and the completeness, completeness is the number 10. The history of the Jewish people in some ways is tied to the number 70 more than 50 times throughout the scriptures. So how does the 70 tied to donald trump here we go the israel's uh, 70th year of independence that's the hebrew year five seven seven eight uh the united states embassy was moved by president trump to jerusalem and you remember he did that in his first year in office now what's so interesting is in his first year in office president truman did something similar so he, yeah. he, he decreed that that land was theirs. And he made an edict and a pact, and, and he put it into writing and made it happen. Donald Trump did the same thing almost on the same time. So after the 70 years had passed, King Cyrus issued a decree stating that the Jews could return from exile and build the second temple. That's another 70. Um, President Trump was 70 years, seven months, and seven days old when he took office in 2017. by the way 2017 if i'm not mistaken was a jubilee year which every 50 years there's a big celebration in israel where they come back to their land and and they ask for healings healing and guidance and and everything is forgiven and and it's, it's a big festival and feast and big time and god has always done something major for the jews Uh, in in Israel on their Jubilee year. So in this particular one, uh, Trump himself moved the embassy uh, back to uh, Jerusalem, which was critical, crucial. Quite a few world leaders were pissed off about that. So that's the good Trump. That's the good Trump acting. He was acting because God wanted him to do it. President Trump was born 700 days before Israel's statehood on May 14 1948 President Trump was elected on Benjamin Netanyahu's seventh year seventh month and seven full day in office. Mm -hmm. And a total a total solar eclipse occurred seven months after President Trump's first day in office. So what do you guys think about that.
2: You know, it's
0: interesting, um, you know, how much you know, do you get to coincidence versus, you know, things that are ordained. You know, I think that's kind of the question you got to ask yourself when you're looking at those relationships between the uh, numbers, but, you know, there's certainly something there.
1: Well, here's something else that's interesting. And this is, this is from Benjamin Netanyahu himself. Um, this is from an article that I pulled out called, Who is King Cyrus and Why Did Netanyahu Compare Him to Trump? so the israeli leader likened trump to harry truman lord balfour and cyrus the great for for anybody that's listening do know who lord balfour is he's the one who was responsible for declaring the balfour agreement which which was on a jubilee uh year that allowed the um land to be given back to um the jews and we're going to talk about that in a, in a future lesson coming up. But this is what Netanyahu said uh, about those three. He said, "I want to tell you that the Jewish people have a long memory. So we remember the proclamation of the great king Cyrus the Great, the Persian king, 2,500 years ago. He proclaimed that the Jewish exiles in Babylon could come back and rebuild our temple in Jerusalem. We remember a hundred years ago." lord balfour who issued the balfour proclamation that recognized the rights of the jewish people in our ancestral homeland we remember 70 years ago president harry s truman was the first leader to recognize the jewish state which was huge and we remember how a few weeks ago president donald j trump recognized jerusalem as israel's capital mr president this will be remembered by our people through the ages and this article was written uh back um in 2018 but uh so it was shortly after he after that uh everything came into a being in in december 2017 so he re- wrote it in 20 early 2018 so it, it was huge the implications uh did, now a lot of a lot of people don't know this every six months our country had to renew our rights to recognize. Uh, I, I'm not sure whether it was an act or what it was, but there was a policy or something we had in place that every six months we had to renew um, our rights to recognize Jerusalem as as a as Israel's capital. So you may say, okay, uh, President Obama, great man, we all love him, most of us, anyhow. Uh, he was in office for eight years so that means he has 16 chances to recognize jerusalem as israel's capital capital but he didn't do it and this is the man who won a nobel peace prize so i'm saying this to let you know what donald trump did in his first year in office was huge was huge as far as god is concerned so let's continue with the why there's some interesting things about Donald Trump here. So now that we've established that God was responsible for putting do- Donald Trump into office to do great things for him. But remember, earlier we mentioned that there's a duality with Donald Trump. He's also serving self and whenever you put self before God, you're going to be it's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. So I came up with a list of three things that God appointed Trump to do, three things when he was in office. The first first one is to give Israel their capital back, which we just talked about. The second thing, and part of that was to put a, um, what do you call it, on on one of their enemies, so that they couldn't build any more bombs. You you remember who that was?
0: Are you talking
1: about Iran? Iran. So that was part of that, okay? And the second thing is he put justices into place that are going to eventually overturn Roe versus Wade. God plans in the future, I don't know when, he is going to overturn Roe versus Wade. And I know a lot of people listening to this right now are going, what are you talking about? It's going to happen because God hates abortion. He hates abortion, hates abortion. As far as God is concerned, every time you abort a child, you are killing that child. And I know there's a lot of debate about when, you know, a human is a human and when is the, the life is supposed to be in that child, but the Bible says it differently. Uh, the Bible states that every human that is conceived God knits the spirit onto the flesh, knits, meaning that he combines them so that they can't separate, knits it. So in God's eyes, that's a human being as soon as they're conceived. Uh, The world may have a different viewpoint of that. I'm just telling you folks who are listening, what God said is in his word. Go look it up. So Roe versus Wade. And the third thing is he's going to, he increased all americans faith so what do you guys think that means what do you think that means tiffany
2: um meaning that he's bringing back everybody he's bringing basically he's bringing everybody together especially the ones who wasn't really in believing in him and now that he's bringing them back they're believing more and they're trying to figure out what's going on now as far as their faith and getting stronger. So that's why that's how I see it.
1: <laughs> it it goes both ways. If he increased all Americans' faith, so for those who believed in God with this pandemic, with these so-called thousand lies and the insurrections and this—you stole the election—and all the craziness that's been occurring in America that has divided us even more so. It has increased our faith. People who believe in God, it has really increased our faith because when we get taxed by the pressures and societies of the world, we we reach out. More to God, we read our Bibles more, we pray more, we get on our knees. We're like, Lord, deliver us from this. So I'm not sure about you guys. My faith has been increased big time because of the presence of Donald Trump. But on the opposite side of that coin, I think this is what you may have been alluding to, uh, Sister Tiffany, is people who hate, who were on the sidelines of America, hating for whatever reasons. Now those people have come to the forefront because they have a platform. And I I think this is something you were talking about, uh, brother Rob, in a conversation we had, uh, another time, right? I'm trying to remember, um, how they, they found a voice, they found a representative to springboard and catapult their belief systems to the forefront of America.
0: No, It's definitely something that you've seen. I think you're, you kind of hit on something that was very interesting where he affected everyone, you know, if you were for him or against him, you know, he did yep. fact, <clears throat> not so much an awareness, but he certainly uh, made you make a decision about right. where you were in your faith and how you used your faith and what was faith. You know, for, if you look at the many different denominations of faith that exist, you actually see when you look at polling that uh right down the middle. You know, you have, you know, half of denominations who have high approval ratings for Donald Trump and half that have very low approval ratings for Donald Trump. So, you know, you're right in the sense that and it kind of goes back to you, your discussion about duality and that, you know, he brings out different things in different people and that seems to come right down the middle.
1: All right. What's so interesting about what you just said in 2016 I read an article that about 78 to 80% um, people of faith w- would vote for him. So he, he convinced a whole lot of people in the church that he was their man. And I find that to be kind of interesting. For these reasons, let's compare Donald Trump to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna do that by going over some quotes that Donald Trump made. Because for anybody on this planet, whether you believe in God or don't, we we share several things in common, believers and non-believers. One of those things we share is we take a person for what's coming out of their mouth. You are what you say. You are what you say. If, if I told you, Brother Rob, I hate you, and I'm coming to destroy you, and I'm going to be at your house at 4 a.m., and I'm going to kick open your door, and I'm going to come blazing, <laughs> you'd be a fool to be <laughs> sound asleep at 4 a.m. You'd be, right. you'd be looking out for me. So we live in a society where you take people for their word. So let's look at some of Donald Trump's words, because the thing I like, one of the things I do like about Donald Trump, he always tells you what's on his mind. Always. It doesn't matter how far-fetched it sounds. It doesn't matter how true it is, not true, believable, unbelievable. He always tells you what's on his mind. So here's some of the things that's been on his mind recently. These are quotes he made. Quote, when people wrong you, go after those people because it is good. It, it is a good feeling and because other people will see you doing it, I always get even. That's Donald Trump. Jesus said, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. Opposite ends. Let's look at another one. Donald Trump I will build a great great wall on our southern border and I will make Mexico pay for that wall that was Donald Trump a lot of us remember that Jesus said love your neighbor as yourself (laughs) amen Donald Trump said I'm putting people on notice that are coming here from Syria as part of this my mass migration that if i win they're going back and he did (laughs) own up to that one jesus said i was hungry and you gave me something to eat i was thirsty and you gave me something to drink i was a stranger and you invited me in donald trump sorry losers and haters But my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. That's Donald Trump. Jesus said, Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Amen. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, why do I have to repent? why do i have to ask for forgiveness if i'm not making mistakes jesus said i have come not to i have come not i have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance amen donald trump i'm in total support of waterboarding it has to be within the law but i have to expand the law Jesus said blessed are the merciful for they shall be shown mercy I can go on and on but I'm, I'm, only, I'm only gonna do one more I'm gonna do two more Donald Trump part of the beauty of me is that I'm very rich and Jesus said do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth for where your treasures is there your heart will be also amen and this last one which is to me it shows you exactly who donald trump is you're gonna like this one donald trump said i could stand in the middle of fifth avenue and shoot somebody and i wouldn't lose voters jesus said blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of god so i could have gone on and on and on but i think we have a clear-cut picture from his own volition from his own mouth time and time again it wasn't like he made one statement and then goody two shoes after that like the average politician Trump himself doesn't even call himself a politician. He says, I'm a businessman. And I like him for that reason. He doesn't play politics like anybody else that we've ever seen, ever. Okay? He's been a businessman and he's run this country, if you look at it, really look at it like a business. Where are we headed in the future with Donald Trump? Because he's no longer president today, Joe Biden is president. Kamala Harris is vice president. Where are we headed with Donald Trump? What do you guys think?
0: I'll let Tiffany take that first.
2: Whew. Okay. Well, <laughs> sounds like he's they're trying to um get him to where he can't run anymore and that he's gonna I don't know, just I think he got something else. Honestly, I think he has something else up his sleeve, where he's gonna try to overcome this impeachment again, and try to get back into the office. That's that's how I see it, because he's always got something going. So I'm not gonna put it like that. I mean, <laughs> he's always he's always been sneaky ever since he wasn't. He got in the office even before then. So I mean,
0: I would piggyback off of Tiffany's statement but a very specific part of it where she said, I don't know. And uh, the reason why I see that is that there's so many factors in terms of influencing his path in the future. I think the other thing with him is that uh, right now he has to play a certain game, which is that um, if the rumors are true, that he wants to start a new political party called the Patriot party um, right now, it would be very bad for him to do that a rival to the GOP and then at the same time turn around and also uh, expect their support, which does seem to be something that Donald Trump seems to be very concerned about. Uh, The third factor that influences all of these things is that he has several charges, criminal and civil, that are probably going to be issued against him this year. So as a result, you know, you do have these other cases that are coming down the pipeline that could actually result, ironically, in him being banned from holding political office. You know, depending on what's negotiated. You know, if he if he decides to be a businessman as he is, he could go to these uh, different prosecutors and say, "Hey, you know, I'll say I'll admit guilt to certain charges." You know, but one of them, one of the uh, terms might be that he can't hold office again, as you know, has been with other politicians that have been in his position. So um, I really do think that uh, he has so many directions that he could go in, you know. And the other fourth factor is that he does harness the energy of this very extreme uh, wing of the Republican Party. So as a result, maybe he might decide to actually harness that energy into, or in another way, you know, either his own TV network, uh, you know, his own organization. Um, he's already officially set up an office that is acting as his conduit right now in terms of communicating to people. Um, you know, right now he's banned from most of the popular social media outlets. So as a result, that's going to be a challenge to be able to harness your message when you don't have the medium that you you used to use to you know, gather the people that are your supporters. And the other thing is the fifth factor is the polls. Uh, you know, right, I would say two weeks ago, polling was high among Republicans who wanted to see him run again in 2024. But if you look at the poll today that came out, he's now below, yeah, he's 45% in approval rating and 30% of those same people um, feel that he should be banned from public office. These are among Republicans. So um, there are definitely a lot of factors right now that are swirling around him and to me it goes back to what tiffany said just that small part of her statement which is i don't know because you know how do you determine something when all of those factors are very real at this moment so right. it's definitely right. interesting to see where god you know chooses to utilize his presence you know does it doesn't mean that he stays uh, in florida and just stays quiet you know or is he going to be used in a different direction to rally this basis against him but he has a lot of challenges that he's definitely going to be facing so where god takes him we don't know but it'll be very interesting to see um i think when we start seeing a clear path um that would give us an indication of maybe um you know the prophecies that uh you have pointed out brother fred in terms of how god is utilizing him and you know we'll see
1: well, here's some future prophecies and if you look in uh revelations and and thank you both because you, you both brought up some very 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 interesting factual and you know you, you can actually see these things taking effect uh, right before our eyes but if you go into revelation if you go into ezekiel and other things uh, other uh books of the bible you can see that we're definitely on a timeline and that timeline is leading us into the second return of christ now the second return is when he's going to come to the clouds and those of us who who are dead physically died who are believers are going to basically rise up out of their graves and all of us who are believers are going to meet them all in the heavens that is called the uh, harpazo raptural raptural or raptures according if you speak in latin or greek but it's basically called the rapture Mm -hmm. and the rapture occurs because it says in the bible that believers were not appointed that hour of wrath what hour of wrath am i talking about daniel's timeline or uh, daniel's the great tribulation this is when um the anti the the beast himself is going to be released from second heaven onto the earth by Michael, and he's gonna start his campaign for seven years. Now, during that time period, some amazing, crazy things are gonna be happening on this planet, one of which, which is interesting, is America is known in, um, among other nations, but America is one of them as Babylon the Great. And there is no reference of America pretty much anywhere in Revelations during the tribulation period. So I think what's gonna to happen to America, and I based this on other factors too. Uh, we talked before about the Apophis meteor that is due uh, sometime soon. And this is, if people, if you don't believe, Believe me, NASA has a website where you can go on and look at all these rocks that they cataloged in space. Apophis uh, is one of them. Apophis uh, is known as the um it, it's the uh is, is a uh one of the Egyptian gods. He's the enemy of the sun god Ra. So mm-hmm. Apophis is a meteor that's about uh four football field links in size. It's around 20, 25 million tons. And it's traveling at around 25,000 kilometers per hour. That every seven years, it's rotation in our universe carries us, carry, carries it pretty close to the earth. But in a few years, I believe it's 2029 is gonna be the closest this thing is ever going to be to this planet. It's basically going to be around, um, I think it's 27,000 miles from the surface of this planet, which is mid-Earth orbit. That's, that's huge, that is huge. And if that thing hits us, and there's been a few prophets that said it is, it's supposed to hit us uh, somewhere in California and Mexico, which is going to set off the San Andreas Fault, it'll probably set off this even bigger fault line here on the east co- eastern uh, area i think right around kentucky area and america is going to be in trouble now along with that mindset there, there are two great wars outside of the Arma- the war of armageddon there's two wars before that the first war i can't remember the name of it that the bible calls it but it's going to be a short war it's going to be where a few neighboring countries are going to invade israel And that war, I think one one of those is going to be Russia, and that war is going to be stopped by a great earthquake. What's so interesting is, if you look at Russia's landscape, they have more earthquakes that occur on their land than anywhere else in the world. So I can actually see that earthquake happening there. But the gog magog war is going to be the big war where a lot of countries iran um former persia which is i think turkey you got russia you got a handful of countries that are going to invade israel how can that happen if america is still here in our former might it can't because anybody that tries to invade on a massive scale israel right now we will give them aid so for this to occur during the gog magog war what that tells you is america as we know her today is not going to be here my prediction is from what i see if donald trump is still alive so there's two scenarios i'm looking at here he passes he goes away the second one is i can see donald trump finding his faith and becoming leader of that fragmented america because i think he's the only one strong enough to pull us all back together again we are going to get invaded by russia that's in the bible and i could spend a whole hour talking about that alone but it talks about the colors and the the, the, the symbol and it explains that that symbol is in the bible and that's no other that's no other than russia so we're going to get invaded by russia on top of that, a POF is hitting us and any other space debris and crap that's going to be hitting us. Um, and I think Donald Trump would be the great, the best person to pull us back together as a nation. I think he has the cockiness. I think he has the smarts. I think, you know, a saved Donald Trump would be able to reach across Uh, both aisles and pull people together because those men and women who are out there doing all these crazy things, these, these insurrectionists, there's a few of them that are bad people, as he would say, bad people, but some of them are patriots. Some of them are former military, former police. They're people like me because I'm I'm a uh, service member, retired air force that do believe that what they're doing is right. Imagine them being controlled by, a saved a donald trump that loves the lord more than he loves himself what that will do to anybody trying to invade us like a russia or china those men and women will fight they've already displayed that they will and i will be right there well i plan on being harpausal but if i was still here i would be right there by their side And i think donald trump is that man that's going to be like you said tiffany he, you know, and you brought up too, Rob, eventually he'll find a way of finagling and figuring out how to get back into office. I think that would be the perfect time. He's literally mm-hmm. going to walk back into the White House and say, look, put me as your commander in chief and I will solve your problems. We're going to get make America great again.
2: Well, oh, that's yeah. a very yeah. profound... Uh... powerful.
1: <laughs> yep. Guy was showing me that this evening. It, it's like... Wow. I couldn't believe it when I was like, that makes good sense. (laughs) It makes good sense because he has his, he has his thumb on, on really he's galvanized. He split the whole country now because of the duality of him. But imagine a Donald Trump that really does love Jesus, how powerful that man would be, how the rest of the world would fear him. that 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 would be amazing and america is going to be so broken up by then because of what's going to happen to us we will never be a major superpower again but we'll be able to hold our own and nobody will really want to come over here and do too much to us because there's some people in america who may not get harpausal raptured, rapture raptured, but they are saints who are going to find jesus during the tribulation period they are going to need leadership and I think Donald Trump could be one of those leaders for those people. That's how I see it Amen.
0: well it would definitely be interesting to see uh what listeners would think about you know that perspective and uh, you know invite <laughs> them to comment you know if they're able to you know on the- on the podcast uh platform
1: yeah that that would definitely be something to uh. <laughs> take into consideration and think about uh, future state about Donald Trump. And we're not talking about 15, 20 years away when Donald Trump is going to be 88, 85, too old to even probably wearing the pins and, and slobbering all over himself. Mm-hmm. We talking about if a POFIS hits us in 2029 is going to be the closest. That's just right around the corner. That's, that's not that far away. So he'll, he'll still be young and strong enough to be able to, Take hold of this country if he needed to. And I think a lot of listeners who are, yo, Trump, make America great again fans, will definitely resonate with what we're saying. And those who aren't can sit back and go, a saved Donald Trump that really loves the Lord. How powerful, how reassuring for a nation that's in turmoil, what he could do. That's enough to make you go,
0: hmm. I think there's something to think about. It's definitely something definitely chew on. So, all right, and I think that wraps up things for uh, this podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Brother Frederick, for the uh, insight into Donald Trump and how God has used him and may use him in the future. Uh, thank you, uh, Tiffany, for uh, joining us as well and giving us the millennial point of view. You know, in terms of uh, what's been discussed today, and thank yeah, you, listeners, for listening to this podcast. Uh, We enjoy having you here with us, and we hope you will continue to listen to us uh, in our future podcast. So tune in next week. God bless.